Welcome to another episode of Focus Points, where we ask one simple question. What do we need to know in order to profit more from reading this book of the Bible? Let's look at another book of the Bible together so that we can better know our God and His Word. Today we're going to be looking at the book of Acts. Acts is the second volume in Luke's writings that he was writing to this man called Theophilus. You might remember that from our podcast on the book of Luke. And so, but Acts is still a little bit different from the gospel of Luke in that we're no longer looking at the life of Jesus Christ, but we're looking at what Jesus Christ, who is now in heaven and risen again and ascended to his father, what that Jesus Christ is now doing through his church still on earth. And Acts is kind of fun because you can, as you are reading through, you can actually see the author himself within the book. Now, you're not going to read the name Luke in any of the lists of names in the book of Acts, but where you are going to find Luke is when you read about Paul and his journeys, especially some of his later journeys, and you hear hear the uh, writer talk about we. And then we went here, and then we went here. That's Luke. He is including himself in the group with Paul, and that's why he writes we. And when he only says, and Paul and Silas did this, well, he wasn't with them because he's not using we. So it's kind of fun to uh, read through the book of Acts and see where you can find Luke actually coming into the story. But the book of Acts, it was written probably before the death of Paul, because we don't have Paul's death recorded at the end of the book, which means that in total, Acts takes us from the resurrection of Jesus Christ 30 years into church history and covers just those first three decades of what is happening in the church and how the church is advancing the gospel mission that Jesus Christ gave it in the Great Commission. Acts is different from any other book in the New Testament. It's not a gospel, all right? It's not like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's a book of history. It's recording events in a very laid out and systematic fashion. But it, so it's not really a gospel in that it doesn't focus on Jesus and his earthly ministry. And it's not really an epistle, all right? It's not a letter that was written to a local church from an apostle. And it's not obviously written like the book of Revelation. There is no New Testament book quite like the book of Acts. It kind of stands apart from everything else. But Acts is really important to us because could you imagine what it would be like if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then the book of Romans without understanding anything that happened in Acts? I mean, you suddenly be like, wait, who's this Paul guy? I have never heard of him before. Why is he so important? Why is he writing? Why is he writing to a bunch of Gentiles that are now in Rome and have formed a church? Why is there a church in Rome? You just don't know any of those questions, answers to those questions, unless you have the book of Acts. So without Acts, we wouldn't know anything about how Peter became the leader of the local church there in Jerusalem. And then he later was used to write two of the epistles, 1 Peter and 2 Peter. We wouldn't know about Paul, his background, everything that God did to reach out to him and save him and then change him and all the trials that Paul went through. We wouldn't know that. And we wouldn't know much about these churches. All right. What about the church in Philippi? Why is it so important? What did Paul do at Ephesus or at Corinth? We would not know much about how the epistles fit into the framework of that history 
without the book of Acts. And so as you study the book of Acts and you read through it, notice what what Paul is doing in each of these locations because that is going to help us understand more why he's saying the things he's saying when he, we get to his epistles. Well, the message of the book of Acts, I think we can summarize the message like this. God empowers and sends out believers to fulfill the Great Commission. God empowers and sends out believers to fulfill the Great Commission. Um, the key verses for the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1, verse 6 through 8. And when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he, that is Jesus, said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or reasons which the fathers has put into his own power, but ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and in the uttermost part of the earth. And so what do we have here? At the very beginning of Acts, God, Jesus says, you will receive power by the Holy Ghost. What's about to happen, the mission that you are going to be fulfilling, this is going to be God-empowered, God-sanctioned, God-sent. And what is that mission? It's to be witnesses, to spread the gospel to all these nations, that to all these people groups, all these nations, and that's it's as if the gospel has this continual expansion going on. And that expansion is kind of the, the storyline of the rest of the book of Acts. So we have the church at the beginning. It is in Jerusalem. You know, the first six or so chapters, it's very localized right there. But then persecution comes. And so in chapters 6 through 12, you have the church spreading to Judea and Samaria and Gentile areas and even reaching to Gentiles themselves when Peter goes to Cornelius. And so the, the scope of the gospel and who it is reaching and where it is reaching them, it's constantly expanding. And then in... Um, Acts chapter 13, you have the first missionaries that the Holy Spirit calls and sends out, Paul and Barnabas. And now you have the gospel going to Asia Minor and to Greece, not because the people are being persecuted like the previous little expansion, expansion time, but because God is sending out missionaries. And then you have the gospel finally reaching and getting its way to Rome. And those are the chapters 19 through 28, that last major portion of the book of Acts. But there's this constant growing and this constant expansion of the gospel. And that's why Luke can conclude his book in Acts 28, 30 through 31. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house, this is at Rome, and received all that came unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. So at the beginning of the book of Acts, you have Jesus giving the Great Commission, giving a commission for his gospel to go out and to spread. And what's the last verse in the book of Acts tell us? Paul is spreading the gospel in Rome. And so we see how the structure of the book is fitting into the overall message of the book. Well, what are some themes that you can that you can pick up on as you are reading? And there's there's a lot of them that you could. You could look at just the miracles that are happening and just seeing God's power that he is showing. But here's some that I would suggest that you kind of look for as you read through. The first one is anything to do with 
the proclamation of the gospel. So you talk about them witnessing or preaching or teaching, and you're going to find those words witness or testify, preach, teach, proclaim. You're going to find those over 50 times in the book of Acts. It was important. They weren't just living a lifestyle evangelism. They were speaking the truth to the people that they came in contact with. So look for that theme. A second theme is just discipleship and and the church and the converts and how God is taking a group of people who have believed and he's forming them into a mature body. So you have disciples, you have church, you have those who are being added or believed or joined or increased or followed. All those things are talking about God bringing together a group of people into his church. It's something to look for as you read through Acts. A third theme, the name of Jesus. You can see, first of all, by how it actually uses the word name to talk about Jesus's name. 34 times you're going to see that come up because it's the name of Jesus and what that name represents about Jesus that gives these disciples and these apostles the boldness, the power, the authority to go out and proclaim the gospel. And even just the the name Jesus, Jesus is going to come up 69 times. And so, yes, it might be the Acts of the Apostles, the title of the book that we're reading through. But it's all about Jesus and how they are proclaiming him because he has empowered them and sent them to proclaim this message. And then the final theme that I'd encourage you to look through, look for as you read through the book, and that is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit occurs 52 times in the book, and he is constantly enabling the people to do a work, or he is leading them to do a work. And so as we think about the fulfillment of the Great Commission in those first 30 years of church history, we have to realize this wasn't because they were great men, and there were some great men, right? Philip, Stephen, Peter, Paul, these were great men of the faith, but the gospel didn't go forward because they were great. It went forth because the Holy Spirit was enabling and leading them. And so that's something to keep in mind, not only as you read through Acts, but also as we live our own life. We aren't going to be victorious. We aren't going to accomplish the mission that God has given us unless it is the Holy Spirit that God is using in our lives to empower and to lead and to help us to do the things that we ought to be doing. It's not about us. It's about God working through us. I think that's one of the things we can take away from the book of Acts. So as you read through the book yourself, I encourage you to ask a few basic questions. First, how is the Great Commission being fulfilled in this passage? Second, What is this saying about witnessing or preaching or teaching? What is this telling me? Third, how does this passage talk about Jesus and the authority and power of his name or talk about the Holy Ghost and his work of enabling or leading? And I pray that God will greatly bless us as we read through and learn from the book of Acts this year.